So, Pastor Jerry, last week, if you were here, he preached uh, about worry. Did you catch that? I mean, it was a great sermon. If you did not hear it, you need to get on a podcast and listen to Pastor Jerry's sermon last week about worry. This week, we're going to be in Psalm 40, and the very first line says, I waited patiently on the Lord. Say it with me. I what? Waited Waited patiently on the Lord. So I thought, because lyrics are so awesome, that we could change the words to this song just a little bit, and then as they leave today, they'll remember the sermon really well. We planned this. So I want you to sing along with this next version that I wrote. So this is not Bobby's version. This is my version. I want you to come on, get into it a little bit. And, right. and you can sing to your neighbor, Jeff. Like, make sure everybody hears you, okay? Here's a little song I wrote. Might want to sing it note for note. Don't hurry. Come on. Be happy. You like it, Kevin? We have trouble, but when you hurry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. You're really good, Trevor. Don't worry. Hurry. Be a hippie. One more time, Brent. Go. Go. He did this first hour. He tried to get me to sing, and then he shut the band down. And so I was all by myself singing. I appreciate that. Can we give them a big round of applause? They're so awesome. They can do anything. Oh, man. Well, we're in summer in the Psalms. And uh, like I said, Pastor Jerry preached last Sunday about worry. Uh, Psalm 23 got that started. And uh, man, I had a, I did, here's my notes from Pastor Jerry last week. I love this line. He says, the more you know God, the more you trust God. The more you trust God, the less you worry. Love that. And so I'd encourage you to get on and hear the whole sermon from last week. It was very powerful, powerful podcast. Um, And you know, the thing about psalms and songs that Pastor Jerry reminded us last week is that psalms were the songs that Jesus listened to. So he'd pull out his iPod and uh, he would have all of these. Now remember they're in the, the Hebrew and so they look a little different for us, but it's very similar today. Uh, I was looking at my daughter's playlist on Spotify. She has 271 songs on her playlist. Now, I know that she knows the lyrics to all of those songs, right? I mean, I was with some friends last week, and they stayed at my house too late, and I was trying to go to bed, but we were just going through all of the old 80s music, and I knew the raps from when I was in junior high. Why is that? Because we love music, it gets stuck in our head, it becomes part of our soul. It's like this emotional thing, uh, that connection that we have with songs and lyrics. Even driving home yesterday, we went on a little trip and uh, turned on the radio, and there's the oldies. My wife likes the oldies station, and I just knew all of those songs, all the lyrics. And and so my first uh, thing is, I would invite you to guard what you're listening to. Guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Because what comes in becomes part of who you are. That is why the Psalms are such beautiful songs. 
because they become part of us as we allow them to come inside of us and become who we are. I, I was I, I love the songs that we sung here. I asked Pastor Trevor to do some of these songs because the lyrics are so powerful. And sometimes we come together like this and we don't really pay attention to the lyrics all that much. We just sing the songs. So I want to go through that last song, He is Worthy, with you again. And, and can we remind ourselves of the lyrics? Like, like do, you, do you feel like the world is broken? Yeah, you say, we do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. I do. Do you? Those are powerful words. But do you know that all the dark won't stop this light from getting through? Do you know that? You know that? You can at least nod your head with me. I love this line. Do you wish, do you wish that you could see all of this made new? Yeah, we do. Now you're getting into it. Let's go to the next line. I love this one. Is all of creation growing? Say it with me. It is. Oh, yeah, it is. But is a new creation coming? It is. Yes, it is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light right now in our midst? It is. Say it with me and nod your head. It is. And this is one of my favorite lines. Man, is it good? Is it good for us to remind ourselves of this? It is. It really is. And so as you go through the lyrics and you go through the songs, is he worthy? Yeah, he is. Similar to the songs that we sing today, we have these hymns. Some of you grew up with the old-fashioned hymns. We did one today, beautiful hymns, great is thy faithfulness. We look at the new songs today and the lyrics coming out, and we are reminded of these psalms that we're going through. These were the lyrics of the day for them. They'd grow up learning these, and as they turn on the radio, they would remember them, and they would come through. These are the psalms that Jesus sang. So before I forget, Happy Father's Day, I think I already said that. And kids, just two things for Father's Day. Two words, all you have to remember for Father's Day. Barbecue and foot massage. <laughs> Those are the only hints I'll give you. And, and as you're leaving today, you can go to the photo booth and you can put these little goofy things on. You can do all this fun stuff for Father's Day. I, I'd encourage you to follow our Instagram with all the dad jokes and all that stuff. But <clears throat> Psalm 40. I'd love for you to get your Bibles out. I'd love for you to follow along in Psalm 40. Um, and, 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 and we'll start singing Don't Hurry, be happy. The first line says, I waited patiently on the Lord. Now, I want to tell you why I picked this psalm. Uh, we're not going through these in any type of order. Uh, during the summer, while Pastor Tim's gone on sabbatical, we just randomly choose whatever psalms we want. And so this is one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 40, and I'll tell you why. There's a little story behind this. When I first became a pastor, uh, I was trying to hear from the Lord, like waiting for the Lord to hear from him because I needed him desperately to be able to lead a congregation to preach every Sunday. And, and so I was trying this crazy thing. It was like a four-hour-a-day fast where I would wait upon the Lord. 
Now, waiting is not this passive thing. I was reading and listening, and I was in the Word. I was journaling. I was trying to connect with God as much as I could during those four hours every day. It was like this crazy weird time, but I had to hear from the Lord. If we don't hear from God, we have nothing. We have to hear from the Lord. And so uh, we are invited uh, to Tillamook, Oregon, to do a mission uh, speaking thing. Tillamook, Oregon. Anybody been to Tillamook, Oregon? Do you love Tillamook cheese or what? Have you had the Tillamook ice cream? So I'm in Tillamook, and uh, they, we do the Sunday morning service and all this stuff, and I share about missions, and it's exciting. And then after church, they come and they say, hey, that was great. Do you mind speaking tonight again on something different? We have an evening service. Well, I didn't know about that. They did not tell me about that. And so I'm like, oh, I don't know what to talk about, but I guess, sir, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And so I did like what any good pastor would. Um, I asked my wife, would you speak tonight, please? <laughs> and she said no. And so um, I started waiting on the Lord. And I opened the Bible, and there was Psalm 40, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just try it and go for it. And so that Sunday night, we go into Tillamook down kind of in the basement, and they have a group of people there. And uh, it was really kind of, um, something happened with my allergies. Like, all of a sudden, my whole face started watering out of every place it could water. And I was super allergic, and I'm like, oh, this is awful. I don't know what I'm preaching about. And now my face is watering, and everything's coming out. And so they're like, two songs, and then you come up and preach. And I'm like, great, this is going to be awesome. So in the middle of the second song, I walk out, and I blow everything out. And I'm like, Lord, you've got to help me. And so I walk in, and uh, there's Psalm 40, and I just started talking, and it's like the Spirit took over. It was this awesome thing. It was like this incredible experience where God just started speaking. And then there was this guy. He was sitting about right where you're sitting, Kevin. And he just got excited, and he started beating his Bible against his leg. He's like, come on, brother. You got this, brother. Yeah, you go. So I'm hiring you to do that here today. <laughs> but it's this incredible experience. So it became my favorite psalm, Psalm 40. And so I just want to share with you a little bit about Psalm 40. And uh, if, if, if I ask the DJ to cue up, don't hurry, be happy, you've you got to be ready to sing with me. If you feel inspired, just stand up and start singing. Come on. Sing it, no, no. Don't hurry. That's good. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate you being ready back there. All right, Psalm 40. Check this out with me. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. See, this is a psalm of King David, and he is remembering back to a, a bad day. Has anybody been there before, a bad day? Uh, you've been there before, like relationally with, with a friend or, or even a spouse or maybe your kids, and it's just, it's been a rough day. Or at work, uh, you have a disagreement with your uh, fellow employee or even your boss, and, and it's just not going well. 
Or like financially, it's just the money keeps going out and it's going out faster than it's coming in, right? It's just sometimes we have these bad days. And so David's having a bad day and he's looking here at the past and he's remembering this bad day. But he remembers, look at the first line, and I was an old English teacher, so I want you to look at the pronouns. He says, I waited patiently on the Lord. What was his role? To do what? Yeah, tell your neighbor, he did what? He, he waited patiently. Look at the rest of the pronouns in this. So I waited patiently. He turned to me. He heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. He took me out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. Okay, you know the next one? He put a new song in my mouth. He gave me a hymn of praise to our God. Do you notice what's happening here? My role is to do what? Wait patiently. God's role is to do all the other things. And here is our problem. We are so prone to the worst role reversal in history. <clears throat> you catch this? We try to do all of these other things. We go, 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 and we do, do, do. And thus, we put God into the role of having to wait patiently on us. You see that? When we do this awful role reversal, the very end of it, where it says Psalm 3b, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. If we keep the proper roles, I, what do I do? I wait patiently and he does all this other stuff. It says that many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. That's a beautiful result, is it not? Do you want that result in your life? But, but when we do this terrible, awful role reversal of us trying to do, 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 go, 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 and pull ourselves out of the muck and mire and put our feet on a solid place and we're going to sing a hymn by golly, <clears throat> I'm afraid that we put God in this role of having to wait patiently on us and thus the result is that not many are going to see or hear or put their trust in the Lord because we've just ruined the roles. Have you heard of role clarity before in your workplace? And what God's asking us to do is, sounds really simple, but it's hard to do. We, we mess it up and we try to fix this whole thing. When all God's doing is he's saying, wait patiently on the Lord. When I think of waiting I think of this, we're in Psalm 40, I think of Isaiah 40. So if you can remember 40 today, it'll be great. You, you remember Isaiah 40, if you want to turn there with me, I'm going to go to Isaiah 40 starting in uh, verse 29. And I marked this with this little note that my daughter wrote me this morning. You got this, Dad. God has got words for you that will impact others. I love you with all of my heart. Yes. You didn't get as excited as I did about that. Look at Isaiah 20, uh, 40, verse 29. He gives strength to the weary 
He increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. Even old men stumble and fall and get tired. Verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord, or some translations say those who what? Wait on the Lord. They will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Do you want you to catch this today? When we wait, it's giving us a promise right here. We will be renewed. We'll be re-energized. We will be rejuvenated. Uh, I had a friend who invited me on a, a walk. We're going to go on the Grand Canyon from one rim to another. And I was like, oh, that's great. Let's go hike rim to rim on the Grand Canyon. So we started hiking, and I had so much fun going downhill. <laughs> and it was like 24 miles the other side, but then we started to walk back uphill. And I started to get tired and weary and even stumbling and falling, and, and and I had to stop and wait. And guess what happens when I stopped and I sat down on that rock and I got some food and I had some water? I started to what? Gain energy back. Renewed my strength. And I was like, yes, I can make it to the next rock now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a simple principle in life that God is explaining in his word. Those who wait on the Lord... They will have renewed strength. So why don't we wait? And how can we learn to wait? It's, it's really easy to say, but we have financial deadlines that we have to hit. We have goals that we're going through. We have uh, uh, teenagers or, or relationships that are hard for us, and, and we want to do, 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 and go, go, go. But I want you to know today that waiting is not a passive thing. Waiting is an active thing. And maybe some of you who are really task-oriented, how many of you like to check off tasks and boxes? Just say it with me. Yeah, Mike, you raise your hand. Thank you for being honest today. Here's my first encouragement for you as you learn how to wait. These are practical steps. Number one, would you create a wait box. It's kind of counterintuitive, but you have your list of things. Go ahead and make one of your things to do today to what? Just wait on the Lord. It's like an oxymoron almost. It's like the solution is the problem. The problem is the solution. And so if you just need to make a box and check it, then go ahead and do that. And then I've been learning about waiting and, and asking God, what does it mean to wait? How do I do that well? And he kind of gave me this little process that I started going through. Uh, this last week, I woke up with this heaviness. Have you ever gotten up in the morning and you start thinking about this and that and the other and all of these things that are happening and it's really heavy and you're like, oh, I got to get going and moving and make it all happen. And God's taught me this little process, and I want to teach it to you today, and I want you to learn how to walk through this process. The first step that David has in waiting is just remembering the past. Remembering how God has been faithful in the past. 
And so what I do is I, I remember that God has been faithful in a situation in the past. I, I think of uh, the time that we were missionaries and we had to raise our own support and it was kind of month to month and there was a $200 in the mailbox and he was faithful, right? And so then I start praising God for the past and what he has done in my life. And then the second thing I do is I remember that God right now is faithful and he wants to do it again. And so just like this last song that we, or two songs that we sang, uh, he said he's wanting to do it again. Do you remember the lyrics of that song? Can we go to that song real quick? I just want to show them the lyrics, and I want you to remember what this song looks like. I believe that he can do it again. Do you remember that? Vic, is it easy there? Okay. So I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains. You've made a way, and I believe that you can what? Do it again. So I look at the past, and I go, man, God, you've been so faithful here. You took care of us and our family. You've helped us, and And God, I'm going to believe right now in this situation that you can do it again and that you will do it again. Do you believe that? It's kind of like believing and trusting in God. And so um, I look at like sending a daughter off to college and eventually sending three daughters off to college and paying for then maybe three weddings. And I start to think, but God, you did it in the past. And I believe that you can do it again. Amen? And then the third step to this is I start praising God for the future. I start praising him for what he's going to do already in the future. God, I praise you for taking care of my family. I praise you for what you're doing, uh, what you're going to do and and help us through these stages. And so uh, I think of a you know, a situation like financially, wow, you took care of me here and I believe you can do it again. And so I praise you, you you're going to do it, do it in the future. There's been a couple people that I've helped do some marriage counseling with. And I've said to them, would you start praising God for what he is going to do in the future? God, I praise you for a restored marriage. God, I praise you for bringing intimacy back into my relationship. God, I praise you for all this thing. Even though it hasn't happened right now, I'm praising God for what he will do. I believe it's a process that's starting to change my life because it gives me hope for the future. I wait patiently on the Lord, I remember And he starts to do all of these other things. And I believe he wants to do it again. And then I start praising him for the future of what he wants to do in the future. And then the end of the verse says, many, many will see and know and put their trust in God because I did my role. I... uh, told you I had a chance to go hike the Grand Canyon. It was kind of fun and uh, hard. And we were driving home through Utah, and there's this town called Panguitch. Did I say that right? Does anybody know the town? What is it? Panguitch. I said it four different times the first service. As we were driving home through Panguitch, uh, there's these quilts lining the roads, like 
not just one or two quilts, but like 20 to 30 to 40 quilts. Just, and I'm like, do they put quilts at their bus stops for people? What in the world? Why are there these quilts? And so I got on my phone. I Googled Panguitch quilts. Wouldn't you do the same thing? And, and I started reading the story about in the early days when the uh, town was just being established, there came an early winter. And it froze all of their crops. And so they knew that they were not going to have food to get through the winter. So they sent one group of guys that way and another group of guys that way. And they said, go help get us some food because we're not going to make it through the winter. The group of guys that went that way, uh, they got snowed in and they turned around and they came back. The second group of guys was a group of seven men. And they brought their buggies and their horses and, and they started going to try to find food. And, and when they got to the snow, they were like, we got to do, do, do. We got to go, go, go. Does that sound familiar? And so they started trudging through the snow, and it got deeper and deeper. And now the snow's all the way up, and they can't get their footholds. And they're like, we're going to die out here. Not only are we going to die, but our families will have no food. And so what they did is they took the quilts that they had, and they laid them out in the snow, kind of like this, and they thought, well, we might as well start to pray. And so they got down on their knees on the quilts, and they said, Lord, you've taken care of us in the past. Believe that you want to do it again. And so I'm just going to start praising you, God, that you're going to... And they started praying about their situation. They knelt down on the quilts on the snow and started praying. And then as they're praying, they started to realize, we're not sinking into the snow on these quilts. And so they stood up and they started walking on the quilts and they noticed that they didn't sink into the snow. And so then they would take the quilt and they would walk across it slowly and put down another quilt. And then they would keep walking and they're not sinking. And they use this system of quilt walking to rescue them. Beautiful story, huh? I believe that God is inviting us to be quilt walkers. I found a plaque of these guys' names in Panguitch. This guy, Alexander Matheson and William Talbert and Thomas Richard and Jesse Lauder and John Butler and Thomas Adams and John Paul Smith. They were quilt walkers. And I just wonder, on this Father's Day, if God's calling some of us to be quilt walkers. And our names would go up there. And Kevin, he was a quilt walker. And Brian, he was a quilt walker. Steve, he's a quilt walker. RJ, he's a quilt walker. And Brian, he's a quilt walker. And he's inviting us to get down on our knees. And I waited patiently on the Lord. 
and he hears my cry, and he lifts me out of the muck and the mire and the snow and the depths, and he sets my feet on a, a solid rock. He gives me a firm foundation, and he invites me to walk with him. I love Psalm 40. I waited patiently on the Lord. He turns to me. He hears my cry. He lifts me out of the muck and the mire. He sets my feet on a rock. He gives me a firm place to stand. And many, many are going to know him because I had done my role of waiting and I allow God to do his role of doing all the rest. So a challenge for us today is learning how to wait. If you're one of those task-driven people, make one of your tasks for the day wait on the Lord. And then I'm going to just invite you to go through this process with me of remembering something in the past, praising God for it, believing that he can do it now again because he wants to do it again, and then praising him for the future. And if the song, Don't Hurry, Be Happy Now, gets stuck in your head, it might be a reminder to wait upon the Lord. See, I think some of us need this thing called think time. We don't take time to think and wait upon the Lord. So wait before you do, trust before you act, seek before you find. My grandfather had this beautiful saying, I think it came from the military, it says, hurry up and... Have you heard that one? He would also say, um, Brent, don't just stand there, do something. And I wanted to say... Well, I think God's saying to me, don't just do something, stand there. So I want to close out the service today. I thought it'd just be appropriate to wait on the Lord. So I'm going to invite you into just a, a quiet prayer time. I'm going to guide you through this prayer time. I just thought kind of we could go through this process of learning to wait a little bit. So we just take a moment and close your eyes and bow your heads and just ask the Lord to speak to you right now. And here's what we want to do. We just, I'm going to invite you to remember a time in your past where God moved. It was a troubled time. But go back, whether it's a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. Man, God, I remember I was in a pickle and you, you rescued me. And I, I just want to take time and thank you for that. Would you, would you just take a moment and remember how God moved in the past in your life and thank him for it? Father, I thank you for, for what you've done in the past in my life. 
I thank you for that time that we moved and man, my daughter was struggling with friends. New school, new state, no friends. Everybody needs a friend. And God, you were so faithful. It was a struggle for a while, but you came around and you gave her friends. God, you moved in an amazing way. Thank you, God. I praise you for how you moved in the past. Will you just pray a prayer like that for whatever God did in your past? Learning to wait upon the Lord. Great is your faithfulness, God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for how you moved in the past.